The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Time for the Buck Belusha. What is today? Wednesday? Hump Day Wednesday, baby. We got more coming up in a little bit. Run through the Super Bowl. What's going on in the NFL? So glad you're with me. Live from the Battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com and get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. We are locked and loaded. Got another big show ready for you today. We're talking Braves every single day this month. Every single day. Dive into the Super Bowl. Of course, Mort's going to help us out with that. Probably hear from Adam Gillespie and Derek Thomas today on the show at some point in time. We got a top five today, brother. That's the rumor, Buck. All right. All right. Right now, though, let's go to the big take. Buck's Big Take. Man, it was an honor to be a part of the second annual Nick Saban Legacy Award last night in Birmingham. Yes, Coach Saban was there. And so was the Vince Dooley family who accepted the Nick Saban Legacy Award presented by the Monday Morning Quarterback Club in Birmingham. Matt Stinchcomb and I spoke on behalf of the Dooleys. And I tell you what, Stinch did a great job, man, with the Vince Dooley impersonation. They put him on the spot. New Heisel was hosting, emceeing the event. And uh, he asked uh, Stinch to step up and do that Vince Dooley impersonation. What a great job Matt Stinchcomb did. That was awesome. If I closed my eyes, I would have thought Vince Dooley was in the house. He's got a few of those up his sleeve. I'm telling I you, man. Think he does Kirby and a couple other coaches, yeah, dude's too. talented, yeah. man. Coach Saban spoke of the admiration he had for Vince. Seems like, uh, from what Coach Saban was saying in front of the group, the crowd last night was Vince Dooley was one of the coaches he really admired as a young coach coming up through the ranks. He told a story about Derek Dooley being on a staff at LSU. And on the first day of practice, Vince was invited to come out and watch the LSU team practice that day. There was a very small strip parking lot that pulls up right next to the practice field at that point in time. So that's what Coach Dooley did. He pulled up right, right by the practice field in this small little parking lot. And this is the area where the offensive line was doing their drills. So he was roughshod. He was he could reach out and touch the offensive line, basically. And as you would expect, man, if you've been around football, uh, you know all about how rugged these offensive line coaches can be. 
And this offensive line coach was shouting, screaming, and using vulgar language. Every cuss word in the book, he was throwing it out there at the top of his lungs. And after practice, Coach Saban said he immediately went over to Coach Dooley and asked Coach, he said, did you see anything we need to change? You know, I know you were checking out the entire practice. Uh, how can you help me? What Did you see anything we needed to change? And Coach Dooley told Saban, yeah, you need to move that vulgar offensive line coach and his players to the, to the extreme far side of the field, as far away from this parking lot as you can get. Because if this is where you're going to ask people to park, you need to get that group as far away from this parking lot as you can get them. Coach Saban said he did exactly that. Anyway, awesome to represent Coach Dooley and get to say nice things about my coach at Georgia and his family. Got to hug on Barbara Dooley a little bit last night, too, who had the line of the night. Barbara told everyone that she had received hundreds of personalized cards since Vince passed away. Hundreds of them. And Barbara said that if she knew how kind and wonderful her husband was to all these people. If she had known that, she would have been nicer to coach. That is a good line. Yeah, and that brought the house down, obviously. And yeah, Barbara got emotional talking about how long they had been together. Best I can tell, she's having good days and bad. This is, you know, tough to get over with, losing a spouse. So, uh, you know, we laughed, we uh, teared up a little bit. We had a big, big time. Uh, Bill Snyder of Kansas State was also honored. They're honoring two coaches per year. Uh, it was inaugural last year. They honored Steve Spurrier and Eddie Robinson. This was the second annual. And uh, Coach Dooley and, and Bill Snyder, two wonderful honorees last night. Uh, Coach Saban got up and spoke to the group a couple of times and at the very end concluded the evening with the line that the Crimson Tide, they're looking to bounce back after that rebuilding season that they had last year. That, that got a lot of people chuckling at that too. Two losses. It was a rebuilding season for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, awesome to be a part of that, man. And uh, anytime you're in the room with Nick Saban, get to uh, interact with Coach. I, I got to speak with him for a couple of minutes. There were a lot of people pulling at him. Got a chance to shake his hand and tell him um, how much I respect uh, the job that he's done through the years. So that was really, really cool. Tell you what's awesome cool, uh, also cool here is we're going to let you take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content, so you get to decide what we talk about in the final segment of the show today. 404-231-1680, the number. We'll uh, keep track of the votes. It's presented by my great friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. We've been together for over 15 years now. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. We'll see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. All right, so uh, LeBron James got it done last night. How about that? Obviously, I was in the car going to and from Beeham, Birmingham, so didn't get to see it go down. 
but uh, certainly saw the replay. And I, I thought it was a nice scene. Uh, LeBron James becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Love the fact that my man Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the house. Basically, the first one out there to congratulate LeBron for eclipsing his scoring record that many thought would never be broken. LeBron knocked down that 14-foot fadeaway jumper that we've all tried to uh, emulate on the playground. Knocked that thing down, and then uh, the game stopped, obviously, as they rained down admiration for one LeBron James. Magic Johnson in the house. And everybody had those cell phones, man, videotaping that moment you saw in the background. Uh, LeBron, flat getting it done. So a nice scene. And uh, it was really uh, great to see history go down last night. I thought LeBron handled himself very well. You know, that hadn't always been the case, but uh, handled himself the class last night. I think he was humbled by the love and admiration that came down, especially seeing Kareem in the house, whose record he broke. All right, so we have the uh, NBA trade deadline coming up tomorrow at 3 p.m. What you gonna do? Hawks gonna do anything? A lot of talk about John Collins leaving. Uh, that's been going on for over a year now. I mean, it seems like ever since they signed Collins to that big contract, they've been talking about trading him, which seems to be a little bit crazy in my opinion. Could it be John Collins ends up with the Suns, the Phoenix Suns? They've been rumored to be interested in his skill set. They can get a good look at him tomorrow night. They play the Suns. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? They make a deal. Collins goes to the visiting locker room, puts on the Suns uniform, and he's going up against his former team immediately. Uh, there's some people at the coffee shop, by the way, wondering about Trey Young. Would the Hawks be able to trade Trey Young before tomorrow at 3 o'clock? And I told him, no, that's not going to happen. It's just not. Now, it might happen down the road in the offseason. I could see this going down. And you know what? The Hawks would not have to get a point guard back in a potential deal for Trey Young. You've got DeJounte Murray already in the house. So he would take Trey's spot at the point guard. Uh, you'd have DeAndre Hunter, uh, Kong Wu would be a, a trio of players they'd be trying to build around if they decided to uh, tear that sucker down. You know, the management team I'm a little concerned about because they're so inexperienced. I mean, this is a, a new management team that, you know, they're about halfway around the block. I mean, they, they barely have any experience at all, so I'm a little concerned about that. I'm guessing their first move will be to uh, relieve Nate McMillan of his coaching duties at the end of the season. But as far as doing a deal, I, I wouldn't expect it. If so, it'd probably be John Collins. And that's what's popping. Super Bowl just a couple of days away. Coming up next, we're going to hang out with my man Mort. 
He's going to run us through what's going on. Plenty to come. Glad you're with us. Buck Palusio here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Got the Blue Show on the fan, Super Bowl week. Are you ready for the big throwdown on Sunday night? And I'm expecting some points on the scoreboard. And uh, plenty of appetizers to eat, too, during the game. Looking forward to that. Every Wednesday, we got Chris Mortensen hanging out on the show. NFL Insider in the Business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL Insider, Chris Mortensen. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, the fan's truest on-up NFL Insider, joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Mort, I know you are uh, excited about another Super Bowl. You've seen a lot of these, just like myself. Well, I hadn't been recently, though, and no, you must be looking forward to getting out there. Yes, I am, and I'm, I'm trying to see what my motivation for that is, whether it's going from 40-degree weather to 70-degree weather or whether it's really to see a great Super Bowl between what I had to say between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's actually a matchup that I, I think I think is one of the more exciting matchups of the past 10 years that I have felt uh, because I think Philadelphia – uh, has built the best roster in the NFL. And Kansas City, you know, they've got a Hall of Fame coach, an elite Hall of Fame coach, with a clearly, you know, a, a Hall of Fame to be quarterback of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Arian Foster, I'm sure, uh, is excited too. He expects the script to uh, give us a lot of scoring in the game. Is that what you're expecting more? A lot of points on the board? I think it will turn into that. I mean, the one thing we've experienced, and I'll be curious to see whether this uh, happens with Philadelphia, but, you know, w what we experience oftentimes is as the game gets into the second half in the fourth quarter, you know, defensive players, the guys who, uh, who rush the passer, you know, they're just a, a tick slower off the, off the ball. But one thing the Super Bowl provides, Buck, as you know and your audience knows, there's a lot of Super Bowl commercials. So a few little breaks there where they can catch your breath. Uh, that's one one advantage for the defense. But, yeah, I think things start to break down in the second half. Uh, and Philadelphia, you know, listen, there's no doubt that controlling the football, they have the best offensive line, not just this year, but maybe the best offensive line of the past decade. Uh, and Jeff Stoutland uh, is, is their coach. He's, 
he's been there through three head coaches. He he came off the Alabama staff as an offensive line coach, and uh, it, it's a terrific offensive line. It's it, Jalen Hurts is healthier. You know their backfield is three deep, but the power back is Jalen Hurts, uh, Buck, and that means controlling the clock. And at the same time, if Jalen is throwing the deep ball as well as he has, has AJ Brown. Uh, Devontae Smith, and I'll give you one little uh, insight in terms of a strategy of uh, general manager Howie Roseman and a, and, a, and a great personnel department that he's put together through the years. I know there was a conversation uh, in the past couple of years that say, you know, we ought to just draft all SEC players. Well, let's just draft all Alabama and Georgia players. <laughs> and if you look, they, they've got a lot of those yeah. with their high picks. And, uh, and so uh, I think that's one thing that I, I expect them to score because they're explosive. I expect them to control the clock a little bit more. And on Patrick Mahomes' side, what we heard this morning from Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, is that Patrick Mahomes is is healed. The off week helped him. He isn't 100% healed, but Andy says he can. we can do everything in the playbook. That's different than two weeks ago when basically they thought they had about two-thirds of the playbook available for Mahomes because he was coming off that high ankle injury, which he still has, but he's, he's, he's really recovered. Mort, is there a more likable head coach in the NFL than Andy Reid? It seems like most everyone yeah. is impressed with him. And and I've been getting a kick out of this uh, storyline the media is running with that Sirianni uh, sounds like he wants to take a swing at him for that snub that he got from Andy Reid back in the day. Yeah, I mean, actually Sirianni's been – uh, transparent enough to say that, you know, when Andy got the Kansas City job 10 years ago after being by, fired by Philadelphia, he was the receiver's coach. And, you know, he, he was he was engaged to be married, uh, you know, family and everything there. And, yeah, so he was a little bit bitter. But, listen, he also recognizes that if you're the receiver's coach on a team that just got fired, chances of, of the head coach retaining you, uh, are not that strong. And he was able to go off to the Chargers, and him being around Phillip Rivers was one of the great gifts of his coaching career, Nick Sirianni. I mean, you have to be around Phillip to understand uh, how you can become a better coach uh, being around a guy like Rivers. But, yeah, I, listen, one thing about Sirianni, and I know there's a Philadelphia thing, and I think it's a little bit real, uh, you know, they got, they got an edge to him, and, and Sirianni has that. He has that going into this game. Uh, and it might be because he knows he has the best roster in this game, too. Yeah. And by the way, on Andy, you made a point about Andy just uh, in terms of the coach. And what Andy Reid has become is, yeah, he's he's a great coach, but he's a great person. And in a way, you know, when John Madden was ill toward the end of his life, I heard from other coaches and even some league executives that Andy Reid, even though he's an active coach with the Chiefs, has kind of become the new John Madden as a go-to guy to bounce ideas off, to seek counsel from. And so Andy, uh, Andy truly is a, is, is a giant. Mort, I'm going to confess, I did earlier this week here on the show, I watched about 30 seconds of the Pro Bowl festivities. I'm, I'm curious about what you've heard around the league. What are people saying about what they did this year? Well, I actually heard more positives than I expected to hear, Buck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Hey, listen. About the dodgeball? Well, I, I, I missed the dodgeball, but I, I think the, 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 the people like 
the flag football. They like the skills contest. Uh, and I, uh, what can I say? I mean, hey, the Pro Bowl is never going to be the Pro Bowl without going to Hawaii after the season like we used to. But I admit the game was okay. It wasn't as bad as people thought. But, uh, you know, the NBA All-Star game, nobody plays defense in that, do they? Right. Uh, so They're not having a long drive bad. contest either. Yeah, exactly. But it, 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 it's it's here to stay. It's here to stay. We can we can not turn on the TV and watch it. We don't feel like it. Yeah. So I want to hit a couple of things with you more quickly. What about the Ravens' offensive coordinator search? Is is uh, the the Kansas City offensive coordinator a leading candidate there? We we need to know because Munkin here at Georgia's uh, interviewed a, uh, one of the candidates to get that job. What are you hearing about that? Real quick on Todd Munkin, I hear I hear he's not he's probably not going to get the Buccaneers job, as we talked about previously. Maybe not the leader there. Uh, and, and as far as you're talking about Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, he's still a head coach candidate in Indianapolis, but he's also going to interview with the Baltimore Ravens for their offensive coordinator's job if he doesn't get that coach head coaching job. And I think that. The enemy has kind of got an you know, inside track there. And Munkin interviewed well, obviously, with John Harbaugh. As you know, John Harbaugh and Andy Reid have a strong connection. Goes back to when Harbaugh was on Andy Reid's staff in, in Philadelphia. And I think that there's a thought there that maybe Eric has a better path to being a head coach. If people can see he can stand on his own, uh, you know, with the Ravens calling plays for a guy like Lamar Jackson. Because the goal is, and I know Harbaugh, believes this they got to improve their passing game more of the falcons reportedly kicking the can on uh, the idea of acquiring lamar jackson and in, uh, a few days ago you know we saw the reports out there that they might be in play for jimmy garoppolo what are you hearing about that uh, you know the lamar jackson thing this year it sounds like it's gonna be tough to to see lamar playing somewhere else but if it gets a little bit nasty uh, yes, I mean, I think people see the Falcons as one of the potential landing spots, but I would diminish the, those odds a little bit. Uh, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, you get Jimmy, you get a guy that everybody likes, and you get a guy who's going to be good to play for 10 games. Yeah, we talked and, about that. And and I don't think that, I don't know that that's the Arthur Smith type of guy. I, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I still think Arthur likes some mobility uh, in a quarterback, and I don't know if that Jimmy gives you that. See where the Saints got an okay to talk to Derek Carr. Is that a good fit for him? Well, you know, when uh, Dennis Allen was a first-year head coach for the Oakland Raiders, and people forget Dennis was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, that was the year the Raiders drafted Derek Carr. It Actually, in the second round, because Khalil Mack was their first-round pick. So I think that, that uh, the Saints thing is something I've heard behind the scenes. I think it's a very much a possibility. And let's face it, Derek Carr holds all the cards because he, he has a no-trade clause, a hard no-trade clause. So it could be a trade for a third-round or fourth-round pick, uh, or it could simply Derek says, you got to cut me by February 15th, and uh, I, can, I, can, I can go choose my team. But I think the Saints and Derek Carr uh, is not to be a shocker to us, but it's not, not done, certainly. Well, Mort, have a great trip out to the Super Bowl, and we'll look forward to hanging out next week. We will. If I hear anything out there to call in, I'll, I'll, I'll be calling. Hey, thanks, Mort. We appreciate you, man. Great stuff today. 
All right, Buck, take care. Chris Morrison, our NFL insider here on The Fan. And we've got a visitor here at the studio today. I know it's still early. Well, it's not early in the morning time, but typically you're not eating cake. But it is disappearing out in our break room right now. Piece of Cake has dropped by to share some Valentine's Day love and give us some sampling of what they offer. Piece of Cake, nine locations around Atlanta. You can search online at PieceofCakeInc.com. That's PieceofCakeInc.com. And place your order for Valentine's Day. Piece of Cake. Now that cake's not hanging around too long in our break room. Let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Ace, Ace is the place. What you got? Love our friends down at Ace, Buck. All yeah, right. Man. We got a top five. Mostly, we'll stick mostly football right here. Mostly I'm good with that. Yeah. Just don't put any chemistry on there. Sure, Buck. I, I got you right there. Oh, I'm pressing the wrong button right here. Um, all right, Buck. Thoughts? Before we get to the Super Bowl, just four days away, what yeah, are your thoughts on Tom Brady as he enters this next phase of his life with retirement? Oh, the Brady plan, huh? To take the year off? Yeah, it's like a kid that just graduated from high school or college, right? You take a, take a year off to find yourself. Well, Is that what he's doing? He's not doing like Aaron Rodgers and going into darkness for four days. That sounds like he's putting himself in the hole. Wait, you wait, know, wait. I think Brady's got a good plan. Uh, look, he's played like for, what is it, 60 years of football? It seems like it, Buck. I mean, he deserves to take a year off. And I think it's smart as far as the broadcasting end of it goes. And that's what we're talking about here, his job with Fox to be a... Well, the plan is he's going to be with the number one team on the Fox broadcast with Kevin Burkhart, which slides Greg Olson down to the number two spot because of the money they're giving Brady. But I think it's a really good decision. Brady obviously wants to work on this new craft. Uh, and to do that, he needs to study and observe, practice, because he's going to get killed if he doesn't come off immediately as an expert analyst. Yeah, so I think like this is a really good plan for Tom Brady. Hey, take a year off, relax, study up, get coached up, and then get ready to go in 24. Totally agree with you, Buck. Yeah, why, why rush it? Take some time, brother. All right. Well, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with Nick and Chris. and uh, Adam Gillespie mentioned one of the favorite, his favorite parts, unless it's a good game of the Super Bowl, is these ads. Buck, are you looking forward to some Super Bowl commercials? Yeah, I'm looking forward to not seeing any crypto ads. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you there will be one. Do you know these things are going for 6 to $7 million a slot? Yeah. Imagine being an owner of a company that has to make this decision on whether you're going to advertise or not in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Six to seven million dollars per spot. Obviously, most of these are, you know, gigantic companies. It's a yeah. small little drop for their marketing budget. But I've heard of some of these smaller companies in the past basically putting it all in on one Super Bowl ad. So well, if you don't advertise, how are you going to get the word out? I, I hear you, Buck. Trying to help out our sales team here at 6 a. You think we're going to have a, a Dickie Broadcasting commercial on the Super Bowl, Bob? I think that's money that could be better spent. <laughs> Probably so. All right. Well, Buck, now 
You made your you've you've kind of hinted at your pick, but the NFL or the Madden NFL 23 Super Bowl prediction is out, and I believe they had the Eagles winning that game, right, Buck? But are you still feeling the Chiefs? How do you feel about Madden's prediction of the Super Bowl? Yeah, the Madden NFL 23 Super Bowl prediction, 31-17 Eagles. Ooh, that's that's a whooping. I mean, not a whooping, but yeah. Well, so the Chiefs a, are only going to score win. 17 yeah, points. That's, that's surprising. A lot of pressure then probably coming from the front four, I'd have to guess. Yeah, I wouldn't poo-poo this too much, though, because this Madden game, uh, they, they've... They've gone 13 and 6 over the last 19 years. I wonder how they would do against the spread if you did that. Just well, curious. They, yeah, the Eagles cover. Well, yeah, and that well, yeah, I'm saying just in the history of that, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. The uh, Eagles win big, huh? Yeah, that 13 of uh 19 they've gotten right. That's pretty good. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it though. <laughs> All right. We'll let the computers do the computers, but you know, you're there's a point, Buck. There the computer knows what it's doing in some cases. Yeah. All right. Now we got to talk. The situation now in, in Denver. What do you think Russell Wilson is upset about now with Coach Sean Payton? They, well, they, this just started, Buck. That he can't bring his personal quarterback coach on on we, the Broncos campus. We haven't even had a practice out there. There's, our, there's already we talking controversy. About yeah, look, I would tell Russ Wilson if I bumped into him at the coffee shop, I'd say, Russ, get over it get to work you got to go all in with sean payton you don't need your individual personal quarterback coach you when you leave the complex go uh, go see him all right but in the complex here with the broncos he, he's not going to be allowed we've got guys that are going to coach you up so russ your feelings are hurt get over it it's time to go to work it's time to go all in with sean payton well, let's ride. And explain that to your coach so he doesn't come walking through the complex, crying out loud. What an interesting situation out there in Denver. Uh, seriously. Right, come Buck on, man. Of the top five. The NFL coaching, college coaching carousels in full full swing right now. From all that you've seen, Buck, what's one of the best hires you've seen so far this offseason? Well, it gets me a little bit fired up, too, because I think, you know, Steve Wilkes, now the San Francisco 49er yeah. defensive coordinator. Kind of got snubbed at Carolina a little bit, right? Uh, well, he, he did an excellent job when he went from D.C. to the interim head coach. Thought so as well. They won a lot more with him as the coach uh, than that other guy they brought in, who I was killing from the start. <laughs> Never gave him a chance to be successful. But Steve Wilkes, I'm disappointed. I get fired up because didn't the Falcons have an opportunity to bring in Wilkes? Yes, they did. A guy that knows the division like the back of his hand, one of the, the regarded as one of the top quarterbacks or uh, coordinators in the NFL. Why didn't we get Steve Wilkes? I'm just saying. Yeah, top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man. You had the cake yet? Piece of cake? I haven't, Buck. I'm gonna buy. I'm, don't Road worry. Road Dog just came in and said, "Hey, man, you want you better." You want some cake? You better get on out here. And I'm thinking, gosh, it's 1030 in the morning. <laughs> Goes well with the coffee sometimes, though, you know. Plus, I've, I promised everybody we're talking Braves every day of this month. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Moving on to storyline number five for the Atlanta Braves heading into spring training. 
The Braves, do they have the best corner infield in Major League Baseball? You got Austin Riley at third base. You got Matt Olson over there at first base. And by the way, Matt Olson going to be with Nick and Chris at 105 today. So be here for that. I'm in love with this corner infield position. And as a former baseball player, I always, you know, the philosophy was, man, you got to have somebody at first that's hitting some bombs. And you got to have somebody at third base that can swing the bat and play defense. You got to pick it over there at first, too. So I'm really thrilled now with the way the Braves have set this thing up for the next five to ten years. We're going to see Austin Riley at third base, Matt Olson over there at first base. This is a dynamic combination. I'm talking about these two guys combining for 80 home runs, 220 RBI per season. You're talking about some big numbers there at first and third base. So just the best corner infield combination in Major League Baseball. After my research, I would put him at number three. Number three. All right, who's about? Number two, you got the Mets, and I'm not excited to say this. Come on, Buck. Uh, Pete Alonzo at first base. Carlos Correa at third. If you tell me I get one of those two pairs for the next five years, I'm taking the Braves. Yeah. Well, and then number one, and I'm talking about right now in 2023. In a couple of years, the Braves will pass these uh, guys by, but over in St. Louis. I mean, you got Arnado at yeah, third, and you two got Goldsmith at first. Two all-time greats there at the corners for them, yeah. I mean, to me, that is the number one corner infield combo in Major League Baseball today. No argument here, Bob. You know what? I'm going to change this. Okay, I'll, I'll keep Arnado and Goldsmith number one. I'm going Braves number two ahead of the match. I like it. There I like go. Olsen and Riley better than I like Alonzo and Correa. There you go. And Brenda. And it's not even close. Frank the Tank doesn't seem These to These top with three, by the way, n- when you compare it to the rest of the American and National League, the rest of the first and third base combinations are not even close. They're not even in the conversation. That's what my research has showed. All right, uh, Bulldog time. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Disappointing on the basketball floor last night. Road Dog, how'd you let this happen? We got a lead against Ole Miss. Let it slip away down the stretch. Look, Road Dog just sat there. He didn't do anything about it. I was watching him. It was so disappointing. We had a, a nice crowd there last night. Had yeah, the over 7,000. Let it slip away. I was cheering them on, but it just wasn't enough to close the deal, I guess. I hate to be like this, but I'm a little surprised to hear there were 7,000 people there. That was a bit of a sleepy crowd, it seemed like, last night. Didn't give the dogs a lot of juice. Well, they're in a little bit of a, a tailspin, middle of the week. That was a rough one. That was one of the – we're in a three-game home stretch, and that was one of the three that you should have won of the two games that you are winnable for you. And, unfortunately, it just didn't happen last night. And Braylon Bridges, uh, a career high, uh, went to waste 
for Georgia. Yeah, disappointing. Hopefully they'll get um, Terry back soon from a concussion protocol and he can bring something that's missing for the dog. Who's next up? That'd be Kentucky on Saturday. Yeah, right. Kentucky Saturday at noon and then LSU Sold on out. Tuesday. Yeah, that thing. Tickets are going to be hard to come by for that. Yeah, it's, and it's not getting much easier for the dogs. SEC, really impressive this year. Yeah, Road Dog, how about a couple of tickets to that game, brother? What you got? All right, uh, Bulldog Roundtable. We'll talk a little college football as far as the Bulldogs team goes in 2023. Who's going to replace Keely Ringo? Had a guy at, uh, at Publix ask me that question recently. Who's going to replace Ringo at cornerback? And his best guess was no one. And I thought, wow, that's sort of selling Georgia short. I mean, my goodness. Kirby Smart and this defensive staff, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it seems like they have signed 42 cornerbacks uh, the last two years and yeah, with their recruiting classes. It seems like it's a high number is what I'm saying. I don't really mean 42, but it seems like it's 42. Trying to come up with the right combination. Ringo has been uh, outstanding over there at the cornerback spot for a couple of years now. Really made a name for himself, looking like a first-round pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And it's going to be interesting to follow uh, the storyline during spring football practice coming up. Uh, very soon we're going to see him hit the practice field, and this is going to be one of the more intriguing storylines Got a handful of guys that could win the job. Uh, just talking with some people close to the program. Dalen Everett is a young cornerback, one of the 42 cornerbacks they signed over the last two recruiting classes. And he was uh, as impressive as any of these guy, younger guys. In fact, uh, the source I was speaking with was saying that he felt like that Dalen Everett was the number three corner this past season now Ringo and Lassiter seem like they played every snap on the outside and and Bullard on the inside is a uh, guy that is going to continue to play that next season but with Ringo gone Everett apparently has a slight lead heading into spring football practice I know uh, there's some people that are high on Nylon Green got uh, Julian Humphrey and A.J. Harris or a uh, a couple of others two or three others that are going to be in the mix. But this will be one of the better storylines going into spring football practice. We're going to miss Ringo. We won't forget about Ringo with that pick six to put Alabama away in the natty. Now, two seasons ago, we're going to miss Ringo. At least I will. All right, we'll come back, wrap things up. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? 
Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. You want it, you got it. More college football was the vote. And what about Lane Kiffin's son, Knox? Did you see this? Social media? Put a little clip up of his uh, son throwing the football. He's a young quarterback. What's young mean? Like high school, middle school? I'll get to that in a second. Lane Kiffin's son has put together his top five. Georgia, Florida, Oregon, Texas, and Ole Miss. Now, he's needling Tennessee. Uh, He likes to do that. He was tagging Tennessee on this post saying, bring the boy home to Tennessee. Knox is 12. He's in the class of 2028. Talk about over the top. Just amazing. Kiffin likes to have fun. I guess he said just having a little more fun with this. I think he's offered some young guys before, but 12? Are you kidding me? All right, final word on the show today. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Couple of quick things. I've had people ask, okay, Baloo, when's your next book signing for Inside the Hedges? Well, it's going to be Super Bowl Sunday, coming up Sunday at B&W. B&W in Norcross. They're having a big Super Bowl parties. NFL players are going to be in the house. We'll set up shop from 4 to 6. Super Bowl guests coming up tomorrow. NFL reporter Jeff Darlington be with us at 1040. That's going to do it for my show. we got Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nernie? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.